Welcome back to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti will join us in the 6 o'clock hour. And then we've got the Braves at the Dodgers, Game 2 of that series. Dodgers winners last night, but joining us now on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is Sal Palantonio. We all know him as Sal Pal. Great having you on here in Albuquerque, Sal. Good to talk to you, man. You know, tonight uh, is the one night that I am going to take off from watching baseball, however, because tonight <laughs> tonight is uh, Albuquerque's got Better Call Saul season six debuting, and I can't wait. Honestly, I'm a huge fan of that show. Yeah, no, actually, it was on last night. A double episode was last night, uh, about two hours oh, and God. 20 minutes. Yeah, but. Yeah, but the thing is, I was in the studio all night, so I taped it, and I can't wait to watch it tonight. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no doubt. Scroll through the commercials, uh, and you will enjoy it. It starts off with it's a the bang. only way to watch it, right? It you is. It is. It is. <laughs> so no spoilers, Joe. <laughs> no spoilers. I will just say it starts off with a bang. No surprise there. Talking to hey, South yeah, Pal. No surprise. <laughs> All right, but tonight, oh, we've got you breaking down the NFL draft. You and Matt Bowen and Greg Cosell are going to be on this NFL matchup draft special. It airs tonight on ESPN2 at 7.30, and it'll be available on ESPN+. Plus. Sal, I'm looking at the mock drafts, and it just shows you the power of the NFL because I don't see uh, any quarterbacks, any running backs, any wide receivers like going in the top 15 or so, yet everybody... Everybody wants to talk about the draft. That's the power of the NFL, Sal. Sure is. Um, you know, and people say, well, the, the draft's not sexy, but it really is because you look at the last two Super Bowls, they were won by superior pass rushes. You know, Patrick Mahomes was pressured 26 times, a Super Bowl record by the Bucks defense, and the Chiefs lost that Super Bowl to Tampa. And then last year, of course, uh, the Los Angeles Rams sacked Joe Burrow seven times, six in the second half. So pass rush won the last two Super Bowls, even though uh, the defenses weren't awarded with the MVP at either one. They certainly were the most valuable components of both teams. And when you have, I think, four of the top six picks will probably be pass rushers. The NFL right now is placing a premium on the ability to get the quarterback. If you can go get the quarterback... Uh, it doesn't matter how young or good the young or, or, or dynamic the young quarterback can be. The pass rush has proven to neutralize it, and that's why I think it's really important to watch closely what happens in this draft next week. And conversely, Sal, you got guys like going after offensive linemen pretty early too. Yep, you got to be able to protect the quarterback. There's no question about that. So I think four of the top five, six picks will be. Pass rushers and uh, two, two or three of the top six or seven will be uh, will be offensive linemen. There's a chance that the Panthers will take Kenny Pickett. You know, there's a lot of disagreement about whether Kenny Pickett is better than Sam Darnold. But I think with Matt Rule, you know, if he picks a quarterback, I think he has the ability to extend uh, his stay in Carolina by saying, "Hey, I picked this guy. Let give you a chance to coach him." I think. Sticking with Donald at this point is a dead end. Sal, what's the deepest position group for this year in your mind? I think it's pass rusher. I think it's defensive line. Uh, secondarily, I would say wide receiver. Although there isn't the you know if you know there isn't the one there isn't a 
uh, Jamar Chase in this draft. But there are a lot of wide receivers that can help. And right now, when you're paying premium money to quarterbacks, and a lot of that money is guaranteed, you know, you really can't pay the guaranteed big money to wide receivers. So you want to try to get one of the positions, either quarterback or wide receiver, on a rookie deal. Roster management right now is important because so many players are demanding guaranteed long-term big money deals. And they should get it. Um, and, you know, so I think there'll be a lot of wide receivers taken because it is still a passing league. And, you know, it's all about getting to the quarterback and having good quarterback play and good, good receivers. We're talking to ESPN Sal Palantonio here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. I want to follow up on that for a second here, Sal, because you mentioned something interesting that that, that, that seems to be the general consensus that there's not that blow-away wide receiver uh, this year as we're looking at the draft. But, I mean, you, no. you know, as far as guys, you know, as far as guys like, like Chris Olave, a couple of these guys out, out of Alabama, who do you think, just from what you guys have seen and what you're looking at and as far as, you know, projections of how things are going to go in the NFL, obviously there's so many factors, but who do you think could be that guy out of that, out of that wide receiver? Group. Well, I think, you know, I have a little bit of different opinion based on a film study and talking to general managers, coaches, and scouts, which is sort of the mandate that we have on the show. Sure. Is to take, take the traits that we see in players that are easily projected to playing on Sunday, to playing the NFL game as it's currently being played. And I think it's Traylon Burks of Arkansas. He's got size. He's got a big wingspan. His route running is smart. He's obviously a smart player. He doesn't drop anything. He's got good enough speed. He does not have blazing Tyreek Hill speed, but very few people do. So I would say Traylon Burks would be the guy uh, that would be most intriguing to me. That's always one of the big stories of the draft that I always like, you know, paying attention to. Just as we're talking about these guys, you know, as far as their personality traits and some of the things that get picked up beyond some of the football attributes. What have been some of the trends that you've noticed over the years as far as trying to figure out, you know, what skills are going to translate over, how these guys are, are going to fare in in the NFL, making that transition from college to the NFL? What are some of the trends that you've noticed? Some of the things that that you found interesting over the years in, in covering the draft, Sal? Well, this is my 29th draft. And I think the one constant is that you've got, whether it's Jerome Brown in the early 90s with the Philadelphia Eagles or Aaron Donald currently with the Los Angeles Rams or or Fletcher Cox or any of those big, smart, tough, fast, interior defensive linemen, those are the guys that you've got to have. One other scenario that I wanted to get your your thoughts on here is, again, we're talking to ESPN Sal Palantonio, talking about the NFL draft just over a week away. Getting It's getting close, and, and we we can't wait for it here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. We're seeing a lot of disgruntled players around the NFL, Sal, and they seem to be you know they seem to be making their their presence known. We see you know a couple of guys, Kyler Murray, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown. We see these guys that are doing this move of scrubbing their team from social media, and it just you know and, and we're we're still have you know there's still a couple of spots for some of these wide receivers in particular, whether they're going to stay with their teams or we get trades or whatever. Do you see any realistic draft day scenarios where you could see a team try to move up or down, put one of these one of these wide receivers together in a trade package? Well, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers are not going to get rid of Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is the offense of that team. So that's simply not going to happen. 
And, you know, the San Francisco 49ers and John Lynch, just to take the Debo Samuel in particular situation, they uh, they know that they've got uh, a born-on date on Jimmy Garoppolo. They want to move on to Trey Lance. And Debo Samuel knows that, too. And so during that transition from Garoppolo to Trey Lance, Debo Samuel is the most important player on that team. And he wants to be paid like it, and he should. You know, they treat him like a running back, but he's really a wide receiver. He doesn't want to get paid like a running back, and he's putting his body through quite a bit of pounding for the betterment of the team. He's a wide receiver playing running back, uh, and he knows that you know it, it's only a matter of time until he gets seriously hurt uh, at the running back position. They all do. It's very rare that they don't. Running backs <clears throat> have a lifespan in the NFL about three and a half years. Some some uh, say it's even less than that, depending on how you how you figure it. So Samuel wants to pay, be paid like a wide receiver, even though he's treated as a running back on that football team, and he knows that if he doesn't get paid now, that the clock is ticking. So the Niners are in a tough spot, and they need to pay him. As for, as for the Titans and A.J. Brown, he's the whole team. You know, the running back got hurt this past year. So, you know, with the King hurt, with King Henry hurt, uh, they got to have A.J. Brown. Uh, they came up real short to Cincinnati because of Ryan Tannehill turning the football over, and they shouldn't have. They won the division handle easily. And, um, you know, that team is on the rise because of players like A.J. Brown. Like I said before, you got guys like Tyreek Hill, wanted to get paid, had to get traded, couldn't get paid because they were already paying Patrick Mahomes a second. Devontae Adams wanted to get paid. They couldn't pay him because they just paid Aaron Rodgers big money. They both got traded, and now they got big money, and, and they also got a lot of guaranteed money, which is what these wide receivers... It's What you're seeing now is wide receivers say, hey, it's our turn to get the money these quarterbacks have been getting. Let's not put it all on the quarterbacks, because guess what? If you don't have the wide receivers, pass rush gets to the quarterback like it did in the last two Super Bowls, and you don't win. Well, that's the insight you're going to get tonight. It's the NFL Matchup Draft Special. Sal Palantonio, our guest, along with Matt Bowen and Greg Cosell, will break things down for you today at 7.30 tonight. It'll also repeat on ESPN+. Plus. So, uh, Sal, you're you you know you're going on 30 years of covering the NFL Draft, but before that, I got to ask you, I know you got a BA at one university, you got a Master's in Journalism at New York University, you spent Four years in the Navy, my friend, including honored uh, for that four years in the Navy. What was the deal with that, man? You're studying journalism, and then you chose to go into the Navy. Good on you. Well, I was honored to serve. I actually spent five years in the Pacific Ocean as a surface warfare officer and Indian Ocean on uh, three different ships. I was totally honored to serve. I made, uh, obviously, friends for life, learned life lessons that went beyond uh, going to college, and, you know, I went in because uh, my uncles were all in the Navy and the Marines in World War II and Korea, and um, my dad was 4 f because of cataracts at birth, and he was the only one um, of my uncles and of uh, the brothers on either side of the family that didn't go in. So I went in to honor him and to honor all my uncles who served in both those wars, and that's why I did it. 
Well, like I said, good on you. You were awarded the United Nations Medal in 1983 for your service, Sal. And one other last thing, 2018, I want to take you back to that because I know you've written a couple of books, but you wrote the book Philly Special and you were in Canton the same weekend when Brian Erlacher, our local hero, was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, It was the year after the Eagles had won the Super Bowl and Brian Dawkins was getting inducted. So I, I saw the line of people that were sitting there waiting or standing there waiting to get their book signed. It was a memorable event, obviously. And and talk a little bit about Brian Erlacher also going to the Hall of Fame, Sal. Well, you know, I think Brian Erlacher, first ballot Hall of Famer, that was a great honor for him. And obviously for um, Chicago Bears fans, you know, he's a tremendous player, tremendous athlete, tremendous person, too. I've, I've met Brian on a number of occasions, always impressed with uh how good nature he is, family man, tough player, great teammate, uh, you know, the cream of the crop as far as NFL players is concerned. And he, he you know, I think he deserved it. Dan Pompey uh, from Chicago did a tremendous job presenting him in the committee room. As you know, I'm one of the 46 selectors on the Hall of Fame committee. So I voted for him first ballot based on Dan Pompey's presentation in my film study of Erlacher. It was uh, ironic that he went in the same year with Ray Lewis, one of the greatest linebackers maybe of all time. And that was a great weekend. There's no question about it. I'm proud to be associated with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, I'm going on my 11th year on the committee, and it's, uh, it's one of the great experiences of my life. All right. Well, we'll we'll be watching tonight the NFL matchup draft special, seven thirty Mountain Time on ESPN two, and then it'll air on ESPN plus. Sal Palantonio, Matt Bowen, and Greg Cosell, a great crew. Thanks for joining us here in Albuquerque, Sal. Oh, hey, thank you so much. All right, enjoy a uh, better call, Saul. I know you will. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> All right. Thanks again so much to ESPN Sal Palantonio. More team talk when we return. ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.